kids would say in their, na- in their native tongue that's not their heritage language welcome 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 we're back actually i'm really happy because you all don't know this but adam and i are ahead of schedule we are ahead and everybody doesn't know it but they know it now it, you can feel it in the air up- upliftedness of my voice that we're recording early and I feel so good about it and then we're recording again this week so we'll be like two weeks ahead which is always nice and then something big will happen and we'll be like we need to pause and re- and record something that's relevant sometimes we get like four weeks ahead believe it or not and then, and we then don't other pod times for we're only weeks. one day <laughs> other times we're only one day <laughs> you think we weren't raising three kids and running two businesses you wouldn't you, you wouldn't think would that or anything think it okay so, Adam, would you like to tell about the wine today? Yes, I made it. I made big ziti for some friends who had a baby today, and I used this. And so we said, let's just polish her off while we're podcasting. It's a Apremont La Gombele <laughs> by the family Richel Vigneros per Passion. Yeah, it's. Uh, you yeah. always do an Italian accent with your French. Well, it's what I am. It's this isn't a French wine, is it? Well, when you said passion, yeah, Prada's of French. Yeah, it's French. Yeah, I was gonna say when you 100% said one hundred percent Jacquier <laughs> in the back. It says Phil. Phil told me to try this one, and it is so good. We shouldn't have cooked with it then. Is what you're saying? No, I. You always should cook with wine that you're willing to drink. Ooh. You shouldn't cook with wine that you wouldn't enjoy. That is delightful. It is really delicious. I wish we could actually tell you guys what it is. Good thing we link it in the show notes, or do we? Do we do that? I mean, there's Not just a often. lot going on. I wish there was an app where you could like be drinking a wine and push it to your friends, and they could like lick their screens and taste it. Like this just taste the so, flavor profile. This is like a great summer wine. Isn't it like this is a perfect happy hour wine. It's light, mm-hmm. really light body, but it's not sweet. Mm, it is good. It'd be awesome to bob for apples in this and just keep your head down there. Yes. That's what I would love to do to this wine. <laughs> yeah. Make it my apple bobbing apparatus. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good idea. Probably just be like, you know, a hundred to $200 just in wine to f- cover yeah. the apples. But yeah. Yep, 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 no yep, 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 problem. Yep. Okay, well. Well, we could banter for 10 minutes, but I saw you you're, you typed so much that there was smoke coming out of your fingers at the table earlier today, so I figured we should just jump in two uh, feet. Yeah. Um, I do have a story to tell, and I want to talk about it, so I'm like, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about any casual banter. But we could try it if you've got something you'd I mean, like to usually toss like, around. We usually like say, you know, something happened this week and we talk about it, but I don't feel like we have it this week. No, I think we should just get straight into it. Let's jump straight in. Okay. I am going to tell you a story. Um, the main source that I used for this, I read a bunch of different articles for this story. And the main source was... Um, on the Guardian, and it was written by Simon Hattonstone, his article on this. I'm going to tell you a story that leads to a trial. It's early 2011 
and a woman. Let's call her Chloe. Can I? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Can not I? a very good storyteller. You're not supposed to be laughing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I was going to jump in and you go, let's call her Chloe. And the let's. way you looked at me was just hilarious. But are you actually doing this as a way to send a tape, an audition tape to become a audiobook reader no. to satiate the needs of the throngs of people that want to just listen to your voice all day? That's not why I'm doing this. Um, okay. It's early 2011 and a woman, let's call her Chloe, receives a friend request via Facebook. The friend request is from a, na- a man named Kai Fortune. They start an intense connection right away and become boyfriend and girlfriend quickly. Chloe has recently gotten out of a really bad relationship with a guy that was abusive. She wants to meet Kai, but for more than a year, Kai won't do it. Hmm. Chloe, who was raised Methodist, that's just a little background on her. Free Methodist? I'm assuming so. She learns from Kai that he had been involved in a really nasty car accident and it left his body like super messed up. He is very self-conscious about his appearance because of the car accident. He didn't really want anyone to see him anymore. He only showed old photos of himself online. He also had a serious heart condition, and he has recently learned that he had a brain tumor. He has a brain tumor. It's a rough go. It's a real rough go. He's got a lot going on. Kai was in rough shape and needed a lot of medical care. Because of this, he was in and out of the hospital for treatment and didn't have a lot of free time. He also had to wear a compression bodysuit and like for his heart condition and like a valve for his heart. And he wore a like warm woolly hat, I think, because of his brain stuff. It is alleged that Chloe and Kai get engaged before they ever meet, but either way, they eventually will meet and they do get engaged. This is a heartwarming story so far. <laughs> it's good. I mean, yeah. you know, boy Just has tons feel. of issues. Ads girl on Facebook gets married. Mm-hmm. What else do you want? They're not married yet. Well, gets engaged. Kai introduces Chloe to one of his best friends, Gail Newland. Chloe and Gail hit it off right away and become really close friends. They spend a lot of time together. Chloe says the thing she liked most about Gail was that Kai trusted her completely. Because of Kai's extreme insecurities, the first time he agrees to meet Chloe, he tells her she has to wear a blindfold and she cannot take it off. I have some I have some concerns. <laughs> I have some real concerns. He doesn't want her to see him the way that he is. Okay. He's not leading her to like some kind of dungeon or anything. He doesn't, he's so insecure about his, the way that his body is because of his car accident and like his sickness that he doesn't want her to see him. So it's been like over a year. Yeah. This is the first time they're meeting. She has to wear a blindfold. She agrees. They meet at a hotel. Can I ask you, can we, what's, what's, did you see what town this is in? They are from the UK. This is in a town called Chester. Okay. So these aren't Americans. No. Makes much more sense. This is British people. <laughs> this is definitely something the Brits would do 100%. For sure. I was like, we're either talking about the panhandle, but that doesn't make any sense because they wouldn't <laughs> figure out how to get on the internet that well. 
And then I was thinking this could in also- the panhandle, if somebody if their body was like super messed up from in a car accident, they'd be like, well, sure, you can see me. Yeah. <laughs> no problems. And then I thought this could also be Utah. I could see the Mormons doing something like this. But this is this is uh, this makes a lot more. I'm much more comfortable with the story. Proceed. OK, so they she agrees to wear the blindfold. For, and for the first time, they meet at a hotel and have sex. Wait, wait. With the blindfold on? With the blindfold. <laughs> this guy's this guy's got this guy's got a pair on, I'll tell you that much. For Kai to feel secure, he wants Chloe to wear the blindfold the entire time and have her hands tied behind her back. She agrees and does it. They meet at a hotel another time and then agree to meet every Sunday at Chloe's place and sometimes midweek. Each of these times, Chloe remains blindfolded. This goes on for a while, and according to Chloe, Kai told her that she couldn't touch him because of his condition. This is where he says he, she says he said he had a heart valve and he had to wear like a compression suit. All this time, Chloe is thinking that if she follows these requests from Kai, he will eventually trust her and let her see him. This is nuts. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. It's crazy. I don't feel bad for this girl, whatever's going to happen. I mean, unless she gets killed or something, that'll be sad. But like, (laughs) and even then you'd have to know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you don't respect yourself. This is dumb. This is nuts. This is dumb. Yeah. Like this is not adding up. And even if this person says they love you, this is a huge request. Yes. Right. Chloe and Kai would also spend time together watching movies where Chloe would keep her blindfold on the entire time. That's worse than the sex. I want you to watch this movie with me. Yeah, she would just listen. Listen to the movie in the And they would like snuggle. This is not not a real story. Is this a true story? This is real. Did you find it on Medium? No. I already gave you. I I, I used and I read a lot of articles a lot. Another time, Kai drove her around the city to his, and then eventually they stopped at his place where they sunbathed in the afternoon. Eventually, Chloe... Wait, isn't she going to have like a tan line from the, if she's sunbathing in a blindfold? Yeah, I know. She should have thought about that. Eventually, Chloe does actually start to get suspicious as to why he is still not letting her see him. How long is eventually... I think their relationship in total was like two years. So I'm guessing this has got to be cl- like a like a year of like being together. Yeah. Well. Maybe not quite. Um, I think maybe like a year and a half. Um, at one of their sexual encounters, Chloe reaches out to grab the back of Kai's head and something feels off to her, and she rips her blindfold off and finds Gail standing there wearing a pink strap-on dildo. A twist. A (laughs) twist I did not see. Chloe says that she runs into the bathroom and locks herself in. She is completely shocked and had no idea that Kai was Gail this whole time. Gail follows her to the bathroom and is knocking on the door, desperate to explain herself. 
Chloe says she's naked in the bathroom and all she can think about is like getting her clothes and getting out of there. She leaves the apartment and there is actual CCTV footage of them in the street on this day that Chloe alleges they got into this argument when she found out who Kai was. Right. And you you cannot tell you can't hear anything. You can't tell what they're saying, but you can see that they're arguing. And then Gail runs off. Later. Okay. 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 What? Okay. <laughs> I have a few questions. Sure. A few questions, a couple of suggestions. I have a question around, not to be too graphic here, but I assume then that when it comes to their sexual activity, mm-hmm. they really only did one thing because you wouldn't be able to get away with that. And then she never t- t- touched this person's chest. Well, every time that they had sex, she was, she said she was blindfolded and had her hands tied up. Oh, but there are some inconsistencies there. Like sometimes Chloe says, like at first I think she said her hands were tied like one or two times. And then later she said every time. And she said that that was because of PTSD from this situation that she got like some of her facts. What about her voice? What about Kai or Gail's voice? Yeah. Right. I know. We have to talk about this. Oh my dear Lord. Okay. So Gail runs off. Later that same day, Gail and Chloe will exchange some texts and emails. Chloe texts Gail and says, are you for real? You should be locked up for what you've done to me. You raped my life, my heart and soul. No amount of counseling will make up for this. You are pure evil, Gail. You are sick. I have one question. Why me? If I had not ripped off the mask, I would not have known the evil truth. When you say they exchange texts and emails, did they go from like, let's text for all, I'm going to go over to an email and email you. I think that she, here's what I I couldn't find the answer to that. But what I think is that I think that Chloe sent that text and then I don't think Gail replied to that. But in her best attempt to try to explain herself, I think she ends up sending an email at some point. Gotcha. But it is on the same day. Okay. Um, Gail replies in an email that's like entitled explanation as best I can right now. I know Kai is who I am. It's my personality. She writes, I had to make up lies to cover up the initial lie. It turned from a seed into a tree. I felt guilty every day, but I knew you needed me. So she, the part about like her saying she knew she needed her is from Chloe's previous relationship that he, she'd gotten out of with that really abusive guy. Right. And Chloe being like, obviously so desperate to be loved by somebody. She was willing to be with someone who wouldn't even see her for an entire year, you know, bonkers. Yeah. Um, that same evening, Gail will attempt suicide by jumping off a bridge. She only ends up injuring her leg. So then eventually they end up at trial because Gail is being prosecuted for these allegations that Chloe is going to make, which basically what I, the story I told you was from Chloe's point of view as to what happened. So that's what Chloe tells essentially is that I met this person online. 
you know. la di da do Right. Here and, we are. And all of a sudden I rip off and my. all of a sudden I rip, off my, I rip I, off my mask that I've been wearing voluntarily for two years. And it's scale. In multiple sexual encounters and watching movies and hanging out. They, they estimate that they spent a hundred hours together. Kai and Chloe did. But also after Kai introduced Chloe to Gail, Gail and Chloe will spend a lot of time together too. Yes. Okay. I bet you when COVID hit, um, Chloe was like, Psh, I can wear a mask on my face. No problem. This is no big deal for me. I, yeah, that's so cruel. Um, if, if what she's saying is true. At the trial, Gail's defense attorney requests to have the actual dildo brought in and displayed. <laughs> it's large, bright pink, and has testicles that don't move. This is a tactical move by her defense attorney because it's a way to s- try to say, like, how could you not know that this was not a fake penis? That was the first thing I thought. Right. Honestly, when I heard that's so I was trying to ask questions without being too provocateur. Right. But it's like it doesn't it doesn't even really move. Um, I think, like, if Chloe was lying and I don't know that she was, but I think that might be why she changed from saying her hands were tied a few times to her hands were tied every time. Right. Because then she could say, I never touched it. Right. I'm so, I don't know. Anyway, um, Gail's defense attorney argues that since Chloe and Gail were such good friends and spent so much time together, it would be impossible for Chloe not to realize that Kai was Gail. Gail claims that Chloe knew And it was the ruse they both kept up for them to be okay with being lesbians. Like they were sexually confused and this was their way of like navigating that. Sure. She, Gail explains in court that she created her alter ego Kai fortune when she was just 13. She had duped other women into falling for him before Chloe. Gail says that she grew up being friends with only boys really. And then went to an all girls school later on. At this point, she knew she was attracted to girls, but didn't have any gay friends. She didn't see a path to be with girls without being a guy. Mm-hmm. I can track with that. When she really built her profile of Kai at the age of 15, she used photos of an American man she found online. And one of the things that like her attorney brings up is that... Um, something that didn't add up is that Kai is supposed to be from um, the UK and currently he's from Chester and still currently lives in Chester, but all of the houses look American in the photos. Like almost all the photos have houses in the background and it looks American. Gail tells a very different story than Chloe. She says that she and Chloe met in 2011 at a gay bar in Chester back when they were at university. Mm hmm. Chloe asks Gail if she is gay and Gail says yes. Gail asks Chloe if she is gay and Chloe says yes. She says that for the first time she shared with another person how she uses Kai Fortune to meet women. So when she sent Chloe a friend request a few days later, Chloe would know who it was from. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. This is what Gail says. This is Gail's story. But if Chloe says she's gay, a lesbian then why would she carry on a relationship with a man well because she's they, just as they confused both, as they, Kai is or as Gail's? Gail 
they both told each other that they're gay, but Gail basically said, I like to use an alter ego on Facebook named Kai Fortune, and I like talking to girls this way. Mm. So when she sent Chloe the friend request, like if I'm Gail and what Gail's saying is true, I would be thinking, so now I'm going to see if you are willing to do this with me Yeah, because I told you about it. Right. I think that's what Gail's trying to say. Um, as friends though, Gail and Chloe were very close. Gail took Chloe home to meet her parents several times. And at one point when Chloe was having difficulty with a landlord, Gail's father pretended to be Chloe's father as a favor to speak to the landlord. Gail also says that when their relationship became sexual, she didn't know what to do. She was a virgin and it was Chloe who had the idea to buy the prosthetic penis because they were both struggling with their sexuality. They agreed to conduct the relationship as Chloe and Kai. Plus, Chloe had told people that she was in a relationship with a man and that was like a really big deal. Chloe adamantly denies this. She says she's not homophobic and if she was gay, she would happily come out. Mm -hmm. Gail says that a few days before Chloe took off the blindfold to discover Gail instead of Kai, she told Chloe that she was going to come out to her parents. She thinks this is what triggered the events to unfold the way they did. She also says she doesn't believe for the length of time that they were together that Kai and Chloe and the amount of time Gail and Chloe spent together that Chloe could not tell Gail and Kai were the same person. That's what Gail believes. The prosecution paints Gail's suicide attempt as an admission of guilt. However, Gail says that she doesn't deal with her anxiety that well. She thought when they broke up that her life was over, her world was ending. When the police asked her why she jumped, she said, I have done something I shouldn't have, and now my friend can't forgive me. Right there. Boom. The prosecution considers that to be um, Gail's... The prosecution also considers Gail's email to Chloe a confession. So this, what she told the police and her email when she said, I told you a lie, I planted a seed, it grew into a tree. Right. They consider that to be her confession. Gail ends up being convicted by the jury with 11 to 1 in favor of conviction. She ends up being convicted of gender fraud and three counts of sexual penetration. Um, She is sentenced to eight years in prison. This conviction ended up being overturned due to the judge's comments in summing up the case. He said to Gail, um, Chloe was successfully deceived into believing this was full sexual intercourse with a man and nothing less. Not only does this imply that lesbian sex is somehow lesser than heterosexual sex, the harsh sentencing suggested lesbian sex via a dildo is somehow more harmful than other non-consenting acts committed against children even because one previous convict one previous convict sentenced by judge Dutton who is the person who said this yeah had been given a 4 year and 8 month sentence for raping four 13 year olds while another a former teacher who'd abused 24 boys in the 70s received a sentence of just 6 years and 9 months yeah that's nuts right so it gets overturned and 
15 months later is retried and she's convicted again of the same things and sentenced to six years and six months. Now, here's my question. Do you think... Is this it? Is that the story? That's the story. There's more. I mean, like you could read more about it. Like there's more details that you can find. When did this happen again? This happened in 2015 and then her retrial was in 2017. Um, so here's my question. First of all, did, did Gail do something illegal? I mean, I'm not fully familiar with the laws of the British people, but it sounds to me that she did do something illegal. What do you think that is? Um. Okay, I see what you're doing here. I see. I see the. I see the trap door that you've had me walk into. I mean, here's the thing. If it does feel like, it feels like rape in a way, to me. But she wasn't convicted of rape. I know, but it feels like that. Okay. And gender fraud. I didn't know that was a thing. But this is hard because okay so i'm she chain- ended up being convicted of using essentially using an object on somebody without their knowing yeah so i'm going back on what i said because i said a little while ago in this podcast that whatever happens to, to chloe she deserves it because she's an idiot for doing the blindfolded mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and i it does feel right though that gail would go to jail doesn't it it feels right that she should. Okay. Here's a question for you. What if Gail had tricked Chloe into believing that she was a billionaire to get her to have sex with her, but she wasn't? Well, that's not what she went to jail for. She went to jail for like sex crimes, like a sex, like a sex she didn't go to jail for like lying, like because guys and girls, like mostly guys, lie all the time to have sex and tell, and they use it as a tactic. Mm-hmm. So that's immoral, but it's not illegal, right? Uh huh. Right. But this person was being told they were having sex with a human, and it really with a human penis, and it really wasn't. So that's the crime that she was convicted of. Correct. But that isn't even the crime that Chloe wanted her convicted of. I think that was like the way they could get a conviction maybe. Right. But Chloe wanted her convicted because she felt like she had been, she had consented to having sex with a man and it was a woman. But at the same time, she said, I never agreed. Like one of her statements, like I never agreed to have sex with Gail. And it's like, but Gail is Kai. She just told, like, she just told you something different. But right. anybody could tell you anything. Right. It is kind of trippy when you think about it. So here's my next question. If we're going to convict people on gender fraud, there's starting to be some... Um, convictions with trans people because like somebody had um, they they were upset when they found out that a trans man 
didn't reveal that he was born female and he got convicted for that and is now like a registered sex offender for life. So what do we do with that? Like, does every trans person owe it to any sexual partner to tell them their entire biological history? I mean, so like, so like, let's say you go to a bar and you meet this guy and he's, let's say you and I aren't together. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. And you're single and you meet this guy and you guys hit it off. You're having a few drinks. You start to make out. You go back to his place. One thing leads to another. And then you find out later that he's trans. Mm-hmm. Would you feel like you were, you should have known that? No. See, I'd want to know. I would want to know. But why? It doesn't really make a difference. I would want to know. I would, th- would want to know. Personally, I'm not saying it makes a difference. I just think I should know. Why, though? Say why. Because I want if it to doesn't know. Make a di- but if it doesn't make a difference, then why? It does make a difference. Why does it make a difference? It just doesn't. I don't know. It makes a difference. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, okay, I don't, so if I think the person it, I don't told think... you they were trans, would you not sleep with them? But if they... If they weren't, you would like you're you like you want to do it. You would consent to it. You're sexually attracted to them. And if they were like, by the way, I'm trans, you'd be like, I'm out. Again, the trap doors you've set in this podcast are unbelievable. But I'm saying what I think what I'm trying to say, partly what I'm what I'm raising into question is that we have natural tendencies. Against minority communities that we're suspicious of them without actually asking ourselves why. And so there's this thing where it's like, I'm not, you're, you're not gay. You're not attracted to men. Mm -hmm. And so if there was a trans woman that you were extremely attracted to and wanted to sleep with, once you found out she was trans, that would change for you. But why? I mean, we would have to get into the anatomy of what's going on with this person. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts here. No pun intended. Right? I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> there would be. There's why? Just... But you're not, you're not giving me any reason why that is. You're I... just basically saying it would matter the natural sex that somebody is born with. Their natural, the gender they were assigned at birth would matter that that should have to be disclosed to you. Yeah. I just think that I just think that you you're, you deserve to know. I just think you would deserve to know. And then you can make that choice from there. That's what I think. Okay. I don't know why that you're kind of make, and I don't know you're not trying to make me feel this way, but you are making me feel like I'm being like a bigot or something or like I'm being like, close-minded or i'm being um yeah like a republican for lack of a better term okay here's another question but but you are like and it's i don't think it's it's like it's not that i'm anti-trans people or anything close to that but i just think if you're going to be intimate with somebody that's a big deal and you should disclose that before before things get too far okay 
here's another question. Let's say that I meet a cis gender man who had like some chromosomal, I, I don't even know the right word for it, but essentially like something in his body did cause him to grow breasts. So he had them surgically removed. Would he have to disclose that to me? No. Why? Though that would be like female anatomy. Because he didn't change his gender. That's my point. But it'd be like saying I had a growth on my left leg that was the size of a softball that I had removed because I was born with I was born this way and I had this cyst that that grew that I had to get removed. You should have to disclose that before you have sex with somebody or before you're intimate. But if you were, if you've transitioned to a different gender, I feel like I don't see you have to lead with it. I don't even think you have to tell them in the first few dates. But I think you should tell somebody before you're intimate with them. I just think for me, okay, you don't have to tell everybody. It's up to every, like you. You wouldn't care, but I would want to know. I would want to know. This feels like a Seinfeld conversation, but I really would want to know. I think that the moral of this story for me is that. You are consenting to what somebody is telling you and you have to be okay with that because that is what happens all the time. People tell you what they want to tell you. Sure. And that's what you're consenting to and you have to have some responsibility in that. Okay. So you don't think that Gail did anything wrong? No, I, I don't know how I feel about like the gender fraud and stuff. I don't think you can convict Gail. I think you have to acquit her because it's literally Gail's word against Chloe's. There's no actual evidence of anything. I mean, even the confession, she doesn't actually confess to what they say. No, I know. But when she jumps, she tries to kill herself the night this happens. But she, she tells you that that's because of her anxiety because she just broke up with her girlfriend. No, what? Yes, that's what she says. But she, what she told the cops the night of was that she did something horrible and her friend doesn't like her anymore. That is pretty clear that she, that if that's what the statement was, it wouldn't be like if, 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 what, so, if what you're saying is true, she would have said... I tried to kill myself because me and my girlfriend broke up. So she says that when she said that statement to the cops, um, she was referring to once they got into an altercation, she said some like really nasty things. Like once they started to like break up and everything started to spiral, she said, she said, she said some really nasty things to Chloe. Right. And that was what she was saying. Like I did something terrible and I can't. I don't believe it. Here's my question. So she had done this before, but she'd never actually met any of the other women that she tricked and they figured it out before they even met her. So how did, how did she, how was she able to spend like a hundred hours with Chloe without Chloe ever even being suspicious? Listen, Chloe does not look great. I have not, I, I don't feel any, I don't feel sympathy. I feel sympathetic for that she was a victim of a sex crime because I think it is a sex crime, but I also think that she let it happen and that she, her behavior is insane to me. It's insane. Yeah. Like you need to go to therapy if you need to be loved that bad, that you're willing to degrade yourself to this level mm-hmm. to where someone will ask you, let's watch a movie together and you'll sit there blindfolded. The only thing I can think of 
that I, I mean, I think Chloe's story is the tr- is the right is like she, I think she's probably telling the truth. But if she really was embarrassed to be gay and somehow it was going to come out, and so she made this whole thing up to save herself from. But I just don't know. It's 2015. Like it's not. It's not like it's 2005 or 1995. But that doesn't matter. I mean, like she's from a conservative Methodist family. Like maybe she actually didn't think she could come yeah. out. Maybe I don't know. It's also, nuts. Like, it's nuts to me that she would do that. The whole time that you're hanging out with Kai, you never, ever, ever can detect Gail's voice. Right. I know. That's not true. That is literally not true. Unless you, she like talks really low. You spend tons of time. You spend tons of time with both Gail and Kai. And you never can detect Gail's voice. Right. Also. Also, one- like, how do you pee? Like, does she walk her to the bathroom if they're hanging out watching a movie? Like, hey, I have to pee. Okay, I'm going to hold your hand. Yeah, probably. Guide you to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But then probably. you think she would have taken her blindfold off to go to the bathroom. She probably would have gone in the door. And then she probably could have looked around and seen, like, feminine products in the, ha- in the bathroom. Over two years? I well, they they mostly they mostly yeah. were together yeah. at Chloe's place. Um, one other thing she says is that after Kai leaves her place one time, she looks out the window and she sees Gail driving away, and she immediately assumed that Gail was giving Kai a ride. And they said the prosecution asked her. If Kai was like so frail and weak from being sick, like how did he even get up the steps into right. your place? And she's like, well, Gail would have helped him. Yeah. So there's some, there's some red flags on both ends here. But, but the real point to me is I don't think that it's provable. I don't think that it's provable that Chloe was actually deceived. That's what's hard. Like, I, I don't think you can prove that, that Gail is lying and Chloe's telling the truth. I mean, if gender, that's what's really hard about like, but there's a law that's gender fraud. And if, I mean, you can, I mean, it doesn't but matter. Gail is saying that Chloe knew, and this was their way that they could be sexually comfortable together was that's why they were, that's why it was usually Gail and Chloe hanging out most of the time, Chloe going to meet Gail's parents. But when they were intimate, it was Kai and that, like that's yeah. why they had like the set arrangement like every Sunday and sometimes midweek or whatever. I have other questions that aren't appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. It's interesting, man. I don't know, like it goes back to the question like what So <sighs> there's like multiple things going on here. But I could see now how Chloe's story might have be unraveling a little bit. But ultimately, the question is like, like you're saying that it's just whatever someone tells you before. Like someone could be a could have just gotten out of jail for having child pornography on their computer and served ten years in jail, and the next night meet somebody at a bar and never tell them that. I mean, actually, if you did consent to have having sex with a registered sex offender they would not be committing a crime no if they didn't tell you that no right but you would probably want to know for sure but like and i'm not equating being a registered sex offender to being a transgender i'm not no now that you've got me back in my woke corner 
I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is it's interesting that for some reason, like gender fraud is a crime. Like it's a crime to make somebody believe you're a different gender to get you to have sex with them, but not anything else. Right. Right. Even for trans people, like even some trans people have been convicted this way. Yeah, totally. For not disclosing it. Not necessarily outright lying, but just not disclosing it. Right. Which I just think like, that's just really dangerous for trans people. Sure. Like, it's just, that is unfair, I think. And Gail is not trans. She identifies as a woman. She's just a lesbian. And she, this was how she, this was her way of meeting women, was pretending to be a boy. But it's interesting, too, that, like, on her 15 months later, on her retrial, she got, she was sentenced to six more years. And then not in Gail's favor when between like being retried, she was out on bail and she like defrauded her employer of money. Like she somehow. Gail did. Yes. A sketchy human. Right. So there is some like, maybe she just is a manipulative psychopath. If you're going to make me answer today, I would say that I would believe Chloe. And I would say that. But that's not what I'm asking you. I'm I'm saying like in a court of law, can you, can you convict Gail or do you have to acquit her because there's no actual evidence? Like circumstantially, I feel, I feel like you would just be, it's like a, it's like she said, she said. Yeah. I still go back to the testimony to the cop and I'm, if I'm juror number 12, that's my story. That's what I'm sticking with. Yeah. It's interesting that the British courts, they can just do 11 to one. There doesn't have to be. Well, the judge actually got to decide what it could be. And he said 10 to two would be good enough. Oh, well, they invented, we took our legal system from them. So, I mean, they're like the perfect form of the legal system, I guess, in the Hmm. American way. Um, It does go back to, it is an interesting question though, where this kind of led to the idea that like, I don't think it's wrong to want to know. If someone in their if someone was born a different gender and felt that they were born the wrong gender and so they transition, mm-hmm. I don't think it's wrong as a sexual partner to want to know. Yeah, and I get it. If you don't want to know, if you if you, but I don't think I don't think that you're being discriminatory or anything else. It's just someone's past that you should know about. I also the the only other thing that I'm going to say though is like how. Even if Chloe is being lied to, the fact that you were like, I will never verify anything with my eyes and consent to everything, but then be upset about it when it's not what I imagined in my head. True. Like, that is not... Like, yeah. Like, take the damn blindfold off. Like, what if Kai was a penguin? There is a part of me that is like... You are so stupid so that you do deserve this in a way. I told yeah, I said, like you. I said whatever are she responsible, gets. Yeah. You are responsible for what you agree to. Right. And you agreed to let somebody that you never laid eyes on have sex with you. You have right. no idea. Like he, what if he was a man, but he was 70? Right. Then what? Is, is, then, then, it's, then it's not gender then fraud. it's not gender fraud. 
then it's just catfishing. And what I, I guess what I'm yes. trying to say is like, it's just really hard. To, like if I'm Gail, it's really hard to know that like a man could have lied to her in almost any way possible. And he wouldn't have, there would have been like no charge. A hundred percent. And it's also interesting because it's not rape. It was consensual sex. It's the charges are just really interesting. And like, I'm not saying that like Chloe isn't upset and like nobody wants to be lied to or tricked. It's like, that's embarrassing. And if that is actually what happened, then like I feel for her, that's really embarrassing. But also she is a stupid idiot. She's one of the dumbest people to ever live. Like you are responsible for letting this happen to you in a way because there's so many red flags that you were being catfished. Mm -hmm. So many. Like it's the classic, like all the catfish people do the same thing. They all have like a ton of problems why you can't meet them and they can only be like communicate with you online. Yeah. It reminds me of Manti Teow. Do you remember him, Beth? Yes. The Notre Dame superstar, the captain, the defensive linebacker who was dating a girl that he never met. And I think they were actually engaged. And never met her Then she died. She died the day of the national championship or not like a bowl game. And they interview him on national TV and they tell this story and he's crying during the plays and he cries after the game. It turns out she was this kid. Like 17 year old boy. (laughs) so good as a michigan fan that's you just can't but you know he really he this guy this this goes back to like the human psyche and like the human the need to be needed the need to be loved like he had Mm -hmm. he was a superstar on one of the most prestigious football teams of all time Mm -hmm. i know and this is why they say love is blind because we're not willing to look at what we don't want to see if somebody's giving us something we want yeah and he didn't, go, he didn't, go, he did. There's a, an all girls school right across the street from Notre Dame and St. Mary's there. You, you could find, he could find a girlfriend if you wanted to. He's mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a, a superstar athlete and he decides to be catfished. Like he, yeah. that, that, that's where he decides to, you know, it's the, wild. The last thing that I'll say about this case is that typically the law tends to be behind like very lagging in times when it, especially when it comes to social justice issues. And so I think what we're likely going to see in the next like 10 to 20 years is that something like this wouldn't result in a conviction for Gail because we're not just talking about, there's like a lot of moving things here and, um, but but for sure, like trans people who are getting convicted of gender fraud, like I don't think we're going to see that in like 15, 10, 15 years, because I think our legal system will slowly catch up to what we're like saying as far as like social justice issues. Yeah. Anyway. Very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. So that is my story. If you all are interested this is the case against Gail Newland, and you can read articles that really kind of dispute um, her conviction, and they will tell you why they think so. And it is really interesting, these gender fraud convictions. Great topic, Mama. You brought it. 
per huge. Thank you. Thank you. All right, friends. Well, you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.